Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Force Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, fitness and martial arts expert, Ryan Conforti. And we're going to go over a couple different things today. Uh, just to give you a little bit of an update, our little MMA studio is is good to go. We're going to be opening up, like this week. Uh, and uh, really excited about it. It all kind of came together really quickly, but... I've been telling people the weirdest thing about it is that it's exactly what I pictured it to be. You know, I walk into the space uh, when I was looking at spaces, and I walk into this empty, empty space or whatever. Like what I saw, where the mats would go, what they would look like, what the walls would look like, what the the front desk, all that stuff, like. Here we are a couple months later, and it's 100% uh, exactly as I pictured. And usually things don't go that way. Usually uh, what you picture maybe doesn't meet, isn't to code, maybe it doesn't meet your inspection needs, maybe you have to compromise on something because of cost or whatever. Um, but not in this case. And to me, that just means that uh, we're, we're on the right track. Uh, and I'm super, super excited about it. Um, and yeah, going to be going to be opening up real soon. Uh, and it's just a, a good expansion of the brand. I mean, it's you know the Force Fitness brand has always been me as a personal trainer and and how I train and and knowledge that I've gathered. But a lot of that knowledge and stuff has come from my experience in martial arts. So the two have always kind of gone together. When I envision opening up a facility, I always wanted fitness and martial arts to be under the same roof. And while that might not be possible in this first step, um, you know, still being able to do my personal training business while also having the martial arts business has just been, uh, it's an awesome, I don't want to say it's the first step because there's been plenty, plenty of steps so far on this journey, but it's, it's certainly the, the next step towards what will probably end up being a, a much longer journey, uh, as this grows. And, uh, you know, shortly after the fitness gym should, should pop up, uh, more than one, ideally multiple locations would be nice. Uh, you know, that's all big picture stuff. We're going to get started with this one first. I'm now four weeks away from getting back out to the West coast. Uh, after this gym is, gym is up and running for a couple weeks, I'll be back out and, uh, I'm going to, before I get there, I'm going to be stopping off in Texas for a little bit, uh, I'm going to check out the Onnit Academy, which is where I've always wanted to go when I started conceptualizing what kind of gym that I would make for myself was about the same time, you know, shortly after that was when Onnit decided to go ahead and actually open up a gym and now they've expanded that gym and they have martial arts and stuff now. So it's it's right in line with all of my philosophies. They they partnered up with Joe DeFranco, who's uh, an idol of mine. So again, 
philosophies all in line there. And while I'm there, I'm actually going to be training with Joe DeFranco and uh, Jim Smitty Smith from Diesel Strength. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I, I can't wait. They just, I just got, uh, they mailed me some books or something. Uh, so thank you to them <clears throat> for that. I'm going to be enjoying that uh, over the next four weeks before I go. And uh, it's super exciting. So if I'm four weeks away from from heading back out west, that means that I'm 60 days into my Operation On It uh, program, which if you've been following on Facebook or Instagram or uh, I guess I'm still on Twitter, uh, Twitter, you'll see. And I've been working out posting some, not all, but some of my workouts that I do throughout the day, uh, just whatever uh, my favorite circuit of that day is or whatever I want to share, along with some of the things that I do for recovery. So I've got uh, 30 days to go, or four weeks, however you want to split that up. And uh, it's going well. And it's it's one of those things too like I haven't missed a day I'm not going to miss a day um it's it's and it has not been difficult I've had days where I've worked out two three times I've had days where I didn't want to work out and the next thing I know I'm wrestling and doing jujitsu and you know whatever else and on top of that, I also haven't missed any recovery days. Uh, I take that, I've made it a point, especially during this program, to take it very seriously uh, because I'm sharing it with with other people and I want them to take their recovery seriously. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so uh, last week I talked a little bit about cheat days and, and how to schedule them. So this is a perfect example last 60 days I've been working out, eating well, all that kind of stuff. But I knew uh, that yesterday I was going to have a birthday to celebrate. Not mine, but uh, somebody else's birthday. And so if I started this, you know, very beginning of July, I didn't really have any celebrations coming up in July. I don't really care about um, the 4th of July as far as that being a day where I'm going to go crazy and want to eat food that I shouldn't eat. So I was like, oh, that's no problem. I can get through four weeks of July. No big deal. I didn't have anything else going on in August until till the very end with this birthday. And I was like, well, I can still make another four weeks. And even then, I didn't need to go crazy for this birthday either. I could definitely have gone the next four weeks until I get to Texas without straying from my diet because I really don't have that sort of uh, gravitation towards quote-unquote bad food that other people do. Like I can pretty much eat uh, strict or whatever year-round. It doesn't doesn't bother me at all. But I knew that I should probably just enjoy myself for this birthday just a little bit. Not that I needed to, but if I can just relieve a little bit of pressure... Here we here four weeks out. I know that the next four weeks, not only am I going to be on point, 
Uh, I'll probably be working out a little bit harder, eating a little bit more clean uh, or whatever. And um, that's kind of what the whole idea of cheat meals and stuff is, is for. You have them planned out so that you can uh, stick to your, your plan and your goal, take a little bit of the pressure off, and then you're, you're good for the next you know, however many weeks until, until your next one. And I didn't do anything crazy. I just went out to, you know, favorite restaurants or whatever, had some food and that's, that's it. I usually don't, don't go out to eat. So that, like I I mentioned that last week on the podcast too, sometimes a cheat meal is just actually going out to eat instead of eating at home or, or whatever. So that was my, my cheat was going out to a restaurant for a birthday, uh, and then uh, yeah. So then the other thing was yesterday was also a uh, a, a rest day, if you will. So working out pretty hard. My rest days. Uh, I really try to get out to nature. The beach is always good if you're where I am right now. If you have access to one, uh, forests, mountains, all that stuff is really good. If you are where I'm going to be going in a couple of weeks, um, it's important. And I've, I've, <clears throat> you know, I guess everyone has different feelings towards animals, but uh, I've always found animals to be uh, really good at sort of getting uh in tune with nature so to speak I and mean, it's probably you know just your dog or your cat might not quite be enough but if you can get to a zoo or or something that always seems to be almost as beneficial as sticking your toes in the dirt or uh jumping in the ocean or something it's always really good so yesterday was my rest day went to the beach uh, if you saw my post, it ran around with with a Malinois dog very fast, and uh, and a few other things. When I started, uh, well, actually, I guess it was before I started this Operation On It program. Some not so great things happened in the spring, and part of my recovery or therapy for that was started doing acupuncture and. Uh, you know, there's some some talking therapy involved with that too, I guess. And that's just to keep, uh, you know, mental health is important and taking time to sort of like slow things down is really important. And especially being an entrepreneur or a business person or or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's good for that too, just to sort of talk through business stuff. It doesn't always have to be talking about personal stuff and feelings and all that nonsense. Sometimes it's just talking about business. And usually, you know, if you have an idea that's in your head that's not quite right, you know, you can usually talk to your friends or family or or spouse about it. And if you don't have access to those things, sometimes just talking to your therapist or something might help. Just to give words two ideas and get them out. Um, if you are talking about personal stuff, sometimes that can be a little bit too heavy for friends, family, and spouses, especially if 
neither of you understand that that's what you're doing. Because like I said, sometimes you just need to give words to these sort of incomplete ideas to kind of get a a good handle on them. So if you're doing that with somebody and you don't know that that's what you're doing and they don't know that's what you're doing, you're probably going to get into a fight. And uh, it's going to cause a lot of tension in that relationship instead. Um, It's the same thing like, you know, when someone comes home from from work and they got to like blow off steam and complain about their boss, it's not really necessarily that they're complaining. It's just that they need to give words to these uncomfortable feelings that they have. But sometimes if you're on the other end of that complaining, you end up feeling like you're the one that's attacked and that cannot be a good idea. So if you go in there with the awareness that that's what you're doing, that's why you're talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, it can be much healthier, but I think the acupuncture helps quite a bit. Um, there's a few other things to do that help, but just having that like hour and a half set aside, you know, once a month or whatever to sort of do that and kind of just see what's going on inside my brain. Like, like I said, especially on the business side of things, um, it can be really good. Very, very beneficial. The other thing that's going on is last week, if you saw a post, uh, I deadlifted 405. And that's not really that big of a deal. It's only, I only bring it up because I haven't lifted that heavy in probably about two years. And I have, I was wasn't really like in my program that I was going to do this max strength program for a couple weeks and that was going to be my peak day and I had it scheduled that that was going to be my heavy day and I was going to lift you know 405 and try and break some sort of personal record or something that wasn't it at all I've been going through my my regular workouts yes there's been some strength work and I've I've been deadlifting throughout the program but like I said I've haven't been deadlifting anywhere near that heavy. Uh, and on that particular morning, I just sort of <clears throat> was feeling good, went through, was doing deadlifts, felt pretty good. Uh, hit 315 and thought it was like the easiest I'd probably ever lifted 315. Uh, I had it videoed and it was my, you know, I was very happy with my form, whatever it was. And I was like, all right, well, let's just keep going a little bit and um you know 365 went up really easy kept going a little bit and I was like I, I'm gonna go for 405 and it went for 405 for one rep <clears throat> it was good form was good um uh, I'm not gonna say that it was 100% perfect but it was probably like 95% perfect and that's important because there's a lot of people whether they do CrossFit or they just enjoy powerlifting or whatever it is, but they'll post, you know, them lifting some very heavy weight and it's a, you know, a 10 second lift. They get it up halfway to their shins and they're struggling, their back's rounding and they're freaking out and they start shaking from side to side and they get it, they get it over their knees and then they can't quite lock out their hips and they're trying to, uh, 
you know, retract their shoulder blades and trying to get it up and trying to get up. And then they finally get it up and they're shaking and everything else. And it took 10 seconds to get that bar off the ground. That's not a good lift. People could say, oh, well, they got it up. and That's why it counts. (laughs) Wrong. That's just totally wrong. So could I have gone heavier than 405? Yeah, but I knew better that even at 95% good form, uh, good speed didn't, didn't take me any longer to get the bar off the ground than, than it did if I lifted 135 pounds. I knew enough that like, oh, when I went to go pick this up, the bar kind of pulled me a little bit forward at the beginning. I'm not going to go any heavier. There's no reason for me to go any heavier. Uh, and, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's just one of those things you want to be aware of when you're lifting. There's no reason to, even if your, if your form breaks a little bit, stop and go back later, go back in a week, in two weeks. Don't, don't do it just because you know, you can get the bar up because it's not about just getting the bar up. Uh, but yeah, that felt good. No straps, no, no knee braces or special suits or anything. And like I said, I haven't been training anywhere near that weight for two years or anything. And I still got that strong somehow. Right. So, uh, just keep, keep working out, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and uh the other thing is when talking about that weight i the why i don't lift that heavy is i'm i'm like 165 right now i know i don't ever need to lift more than uh, i don't ever need to like deadlift more than twice my body weight at most i mean that's not i'm not even talking about doing that on a regular basis i'm talking about like maybe at the end of my strength program, you know, I'll lift 330 something pounds or something just to have it. But it's not, I never need to lift, uh, heavier than that. And the reason for that is is strength training, especially maximal strength training will slow you down. It's a fact. Uh, yeah, if you can lift really heavy, are you going to be like more explosive and stuff at lower weights? Probably. But if you're doing these max strength lifts that take 10 seconds <clears throat> for you to finish, that's very, very slow. I just saw a video uh, of a fighter who fights at 125 pounds flyweight, which is very light, fights at 125 pounds and he was squatting like 325 there's no reason for him to ever like squat that heavy uh that's not like a three second lift for him that's well over seven eight seconds um for him to get the bar up squat down and then fight through grind all the way back to the top it's not a it's not a quick lift for him so what he what he's doing is he's training himself all of his muscles and everything to to work at that tempo and that tempo will kill you 
in MMA, especially in that division in MMA. Um, are squats going to make your legs stronger? Yes. Uh, is it the best exercise for leg strength? Probably, yes. But it's not functional to that sport specifically. Should he be doing squats and stuff? Yeah, maybe, you know, light, maybe uh, with some sort of explosion, some sort of something specific, which is a key word, specific for the sport other than just let's put a lot of weight on the bar, let's step back from the rack, let's take a deep breath, let's try to get all the way down without crashing so we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a slow drop and then we're gonna have to fight all the way back up to the top and we're gonna train ourselves for an eight nine ten second tempo for one rep uh that's no good if you're gonna train at that kind of uh strength percentage or or whatever it needs to be something it should probably because you're a a fighter and fighting is as dynamic as it is you probably need to be doing something single leg doing heavy step ups heavy bulgarians uh, something and again it, it's not really about the weight uh but if you are going to go heavy and you are going to use some sort of functional weight well his opponent on fight night might be 140 pounds don't do anything heavier than 140 pounds and then see how fast you can move that weight. Make it specific to the sport. When I'm training myself or for other people uh, in MMA, it's it's almost easy because you know what your resistance is going to be because it's a weight class sport. So if I know on fight night my opponent is going to be 165 170 pounds i don't ever need to lift heavier than that i what i want to do is i want to be able to master that weight in as many positions uh as possible now certain positions i'm obviously not going to be lifting 170 pounds because in the fight i won't be lifting his entire body weight in whatever position that is but I want to be able to manipulate that much weight or some part of that weight uh, to the best of my ability. And there's no reason why a 125-pound fighter would ever come into contact with 325 pounds of resistance. Now, lifting more than that resistance, is that going to have some benefits? Yes, but... Uh, by the time you're getting up to like 300 something pounds, you're, what you're gaining is a lot less than what you're, you're losing. Uh, it definitely becomes diminishing returns. You don't want to do it. Um, so yeah, that's it. I just wanted to touch on a couple things. I know I kind of went off on a bunch of tangents today, but, uh, kind of want to just give an update on what's going on with the gym super excited about this little stop i'm gonna make in texas before i get back out west and uh i can't stress the importance of of uh 
rest days, therapy for your body, brain, whatever. Um, especially if you own your own business or just have, you know, an intense job and, uh, yeah, just train smart. If you're going to be lifting heavy and doing these kinds of things, make it specific to your sport. If you're a power lifter, you know, everything completely changes and you are going to lift heavy and maybe it is just getting the bar up. And we can talk about how that might affect your health when you're older and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> when you're training for functionality, everyday life, things like that, <clears throat> uh, if you weigh 125 pounds, there's no reason to be squatting 325. All right, I'll talk to you guys later.